The Golden Knights are in the midst of an historic win streak, but VGK could face a very big test tonight as the much-improved Philadelphia Flyers come in and they tangled tonight. VGK and the Flyers at T-Mobile Arena. We'll talk about that. We'll break it down, plus much, much more on today's edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast, and please subscribe to the Locked On Golden Knights YouTube channel. We are brought to you today by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. So, Chris, 6-0, and Vegas Golden Knights are back at home tonight after a two-game road swing. Uh, Flyers are a surprising 3-1-1 early in the season, and they lead the Metropolitan Division. But I think maybe two or three teams can leapfrog them if they have an L tonight. And uh, the Flyers, on a lower scale, are getting a lot of different heroes, if you will, each and every night. Uh, in the 4-1 to win over Edmonton, it was Cam Atkinson who had a couple of goals. A real interesting statistic in the overtime loss to the Stars. Philadelphia scored three shorthanded goals, two by Travis Konechny, and the first time three shorties in a game in 27 years for the Flyers. BGK has never had three shorthanded goals in a game, have they? I don't think so. Three? I don't know. I think two is probably two the number. If there's back. three, someone yeah. can tell us. Um, just what I find interesting looking here at the Flyers roster. So, again, I collect cards, and you guys know my business. And I get this card. This actually is totally unrelated, but look at that card we pulled last night. It's like a dual Adidas patch, two players. Really, okay. really cool. But anyway. How much was street value? Street value? Nickel, four, five, three, four, five hundred bucks, something like that, maybe. Nice. So it's a good card. But anyway. Um, how this connects to what I'm going to say here, all these, these are all players of cards we've been pulling recently. Konecki, Sanheim, Zamula, Farabee, uh, Bobby Brink, Noah Cates, Cam York, Tyson Forrester. That's a, a big rookie in one of this year's products. Morgan Frost is a recent rookie. So point being is the Flyers are building and rebuilding their organization, Tony, um, through youth and through, you know, the draft and, this is just an example that there are multiple ways to do it right as a general manager. Um, Danny Briere is doing a good job at making moves to help. They're, I mean, if they do something this year, great, good for them, right? I don't know if they're going to, if this is sustainable. There you go again, Tony. Um, but right now, the Flyers are off to a good start. Briere has a unique situation right now for the Flyers because they got some cap space available. There's bad contracts out there. So you better bet he's going to be a buyer for additional draft capital as the season progresses. I mean, they're not projected to be competitive until Mishkov works his way into the NHL after his KHL deal ends in a couple of years. So 
this is going to be interesting to see where the Flyers do end up. Looking at some of the points, Konecki leads with seven points right now. Uh, Katucci, I don't think he's ever going to not be a Philadelphia Flyer. It seems like Travis Sanheim. Basically, they have three defensemen in their top six in scoring right now. So that says something about where they're getting some contributions from. And this is a trap game, folks. This is the definition of a trap game. This is probably already in Tony's notes, and I jumped the gun on him here. But point being is, first game back from a road trip is always tough, no matter what. Look at what happened with the Chicago Blackhawks. Decent game, got tired, and obviously the goal lights did what they did. Later game for the Flyers, but I don't think that's going to matter a whole lot. 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. But we, I was talking to Marsh about this yesterday at practice, and they start at 10 o'clock all the time, 10 and 10.30 all the time. So is the extra half hour, an hour that big of a deal to these guys? You know, another, another point Marsh had is that their travel schedule on the East Coast is so light. They don't do these West Coast trips a ton a lot of their trips can be done by bus. That's how close a lot of these teams on the East Coast are. So, sure, this is a tough spot, but Philadelphia has it much easier than teams on the West Coast when it comes to amounts of miles traveled for games. So, Tortorella is going to have something up his sleeve for tonight. Think about last year's game when the Golden Knights and Flyers played at T-Mobile Arena. I think it was a 2-2 game. March or so scores the game winner in overtime. But just a muddy game. There's no room in the neutral zone, no room to, you know, get odd man rushes. The Golden Knights are a rush team. Tortorella is really good at limiting the rush. So this is going to be a boring East Coast hockey game tonight, guys. It's going to be a boring East Coast hockey game. No room in the neutral zone. We'll see which coach uh, blinks first and makes an adjustment. Uh, the Flyers have the services of Sean Couturier back, and he's healthy. Um, he missed 22 months with a herniated disc injury, good to a forward, and they're happy that he's returned. <coughs> they unloaded Ivan Provorov in the offseason. It was a three-team trade with Columbus. Uh, Sean Walker has been the surprise, the defenseman. He had shorthanded goals, Chris, in back-to-back games, uh, one of just three defensemen to do that in NHL history, and uh, the staple in that trade was no other than your favorite player, Hayden Hodgson. He was involved in that deal because the he's Kings not, were he's, he's not very good. He's not that good. He's not, no, he's not very he's good. Not. Okay, so yesterday you had an opportunity to speak with Ivan Barbashev. Yes. Uh, what did you ask him? And I just want to know what his reaction was. So talked to Barbashev yesterday, and the way I framed the question I thought was was fair to his situation right now. Now, did you it ask was, him this in, in English or Russian? I did. I know you're English. very fluent, fluent yes, in Russian. Yes, yes, yes. No. Um, the question was... This was, on his yacht? was this on his yacht? It was not on the yacht. And okay. you know, th- those girls weren't there, nor was the Stanley Cup. Um, so the question was, you've been moved off the top line two of the last three games. Is this a situation where the coaches tell you that they're simply looking for a spark? Or is there a conversation that happens as to why they're telling you things are getting moved around. And Barbashev conceded that he and the top line need to be better right away. He was very professional about the conversation, didn't give me the look of, hey, who's this guy asking me this nonsense? It wasn't anything like that. I thought um, he handled himself extremely well. But the conversation was the top line's got to be better. Things are, you know, things are going well, but we could be doing more as 
uh, units. And then to back this up, I did ask uh, Coach Cassidy about this. And Cassidy, of course, gave a, about a two-minute answer by the time the dust settled in all of this. And what got me about this whole thing was right away, Cassidy, like, like people were, were jumping on me on Twitter showing these the money puck, um, that how the money puck stats on how the top line is like the best rated line in the NHL. Did a little stat digging. They got 10 points between them, 10 10 points. They're averaging 1.6 points a game as a unit, which is down half of what it was in the playoffs. Cassidy himself made the comment, we can't expect what they did in the playoffs, but we can expect more. Cassidy also said he sat down the top line and told them they need to be better. And there was a conversation that took place. So you look at all these things right now that are going on. Oh, and the last part about this, I almost forgot about probably my, my personal part. So, and this is Tony. This this validates what you said, Tony. You ready for this? My follow-up question to Cassidy was, do you feel, because Jack Eichel is currently leading the league in shots on goal, do you feel that his increased shot taking is causing issues potentially with the chemistry of the line? And Cassidy said it could be. And the comment was that, it's changing, kind of changing the way everything is happening. He wants Eichel to take the right shots. And when Eichel's taking shots, it could be limiting touches for Barbashev and Marcheseau. So, Tony, Tony, get some credit here, folks. Tony kind of, uh, admittedly, both of us were kind of spitballing in the show. I think it was last Thursday. I say screw it and turn an article and blame, blame Eichel for Barbashev struggling. But we validated part of this, guys. It's still a little bit of a stretch. But at the end of the day, the top line is playing different. And I don't care what Money Puck says. They got 10 points between them right now, guys. They got 10 points as the top line. I'll say this. I said this yesterday. Tony, you know, Tony agreed with me, I think, by the way he looked at me. There would be changes on that top line if it was not for the team being 6-0 right now. End of story. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Petrangelo was on the ice yesterday. How does he look, and when will we see his return? Uh, he looked good. Uh, Coach did, did talk to talk a little bit about how he looked out there, and what Coach Cassidy was impressed about was the fact that Petrangelo not only finished the practice, he stayed out there at the end and was working with the defensemen. So he was the first one on the ice, got a nice little ovation from the 50 or so people in the crowd. And then did his thing, looked good out there, chirping the boys. And March is so never stopped running his mouth yesterday either, which was fun. <laughs> nor did nor did Paul Cotter for that matter. But back to Petrangelo out there the entire time. Um, Cassidy does not envision Petrangelo playing tonight, Tuesday, but I'm guessing he rejoins the, the team Thursday and probably plays the back to back Friday and Saturday. Uh, one person that will not be in attendance tonight, they won't have to move the uh, siren for him to crank is Bill Foley. He's in Bournemouth today and potentially firing Ola, the head coach Uh-oh. of Bournemouth. He's going to Gerard Gallant him and send him back uh, in a taxi cab. So Foley, Foley, um, McPhee, and McCrimmon were all on the VIP deck yesterday too. So maybe he was asking McCrimmon, what would you do in this circumstance? Maybe he was getting some advice. Uh, we do want to send out some best wishes to Rick Bonus on a leave of absence. His wife suffered a seizure, and uh, Scott Arnell is behind the bench tonight uh, for that team, and uh, we want to wish him the best of luck. Coming up next, it is Frozen Frenzy Day, 
All 32 teams will be in action with staggered start times. And we'll talk about it next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, NHL, of course. Take a look at that uh, Game Time app tonight because they've had some pretty good value deals on VGK games. And with zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee, that means that you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You'll get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem with the code LOCKDOWNNHL. $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. And we are also brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I literally drink it every day. Gave AG1 a try once, and I really liked it. And it definitely gives me a boost in energy and it helps to support my immune system, and it gives my body the nutrition that it craves, truly. And like I said, I just really like it too because it does help me to sleep better. And it's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits, and it helps just about everybody take great care of their health each and every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. Welcome back. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing so. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is Locked On Golden Knights. And I know that things are cooking there. Had some comments there about William Carlson. No? <laughs> On There's the YouTube channels? There's always comments about William Carlson. What did I send you? I sent you a screenshot. What what was it of? I, I just said that we weren't we kind of glossed over him in yesterday. Oh no, they show. no, they it was um yeah, it was I think it was on yesterday's show. So like right away, like listen, folks, we we both dogs. William Carlson, Tony a little more than me, but I've certainly been on that train at least prior to the playoffs last year when he finally earned his contract. But point being is in the show yesterday, like when you now when you said William Carlson scored a power play goal, you didn't make a face, you didn't laugh, you didn't say there was an empty net or anything like that. You just I said was William reporting. Carlson I was a reporter. I went in reporter mode. No, but but my point is though, like it was as fair as we've been for in a long time about it. We still got dogged for it. Oh, no, I, but I did also point out that he slacked on the uh, Connor Bedard. He was counter- way out of the, he was he was way out of position. Yes. And, and then and then when he approached the puck, uh, he didn't even try lay out to try. Oh, to it, was it was done. It was done. There was just, the shot was gone. The There's nothing was, was going to happen at that okay. point. But yeah, no, it was a bad play by Carlson. It was a bad. It, it was. I mean, after a faceoff, why are you going below the blow line? The goal line is the first question. And there was two. Others, whatever. I mean, <laughs> no, no idea. Uh, and so today is a big day for the second time in NHL history. 
think last year was April the 23rd. Correct me. I don't know. I think it was April 23rd when all of the teams in the NHL first played. And then this season, they're going to do this twice. But today they are going to have staggered start times beginning at three o'clock Pacific time. And that's why VGK is starting so late. They're the final game of the day. And uh, we've got against what's the, against the East Coast team. Frozen Frenzy, which sounds like Frozen Fury, which used to be the exhibition game here in Vegas, right? So they will have the equivalent of whip around coverage today, all 32 teams in action. But why? I, I just don't understand this. And then tomorrow on the schedule, one game. One game. This is kind of silly. Yesterday ESPN, was one game, too, I think, right? ESPN will have a triple header. Uh, starts again at three. Caps in Toronto. Um, and then they'll have uh, a lot of coverage on ESPN Plus after five. And then go to ESPN 2. And games will be starting in 15-minute inter- intervals, I guess. So, the big salami. We don't care about this schedule, who plays, whatever. The truth of the matter is we are more concerned about a total number of goals for the big salami, the total number of goals. So you have some info for us. I do, yeah. So a number I Get found the out there in the Take wild the was 103. Over. 103? 103 divided by 16 games is an average of 6.43 goals a game. Jeez. When I checked uh, this morning, there's a couple games that do have a seven out there. I don't know if there's any fives out there. Uh, some five and a halfs. Most of them Wait, fall in that se- six. There's no six seven or there is a seven? I thought there was a couple sevens out there tonight. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's 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 huge scoring in the NHL. And right the Golden now. Knights, uh, what is that total? Six. In, 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 over under six. six. Okay. Over under six. I think that game goes. I mean, if it comes down to, we had this happen last year, Tony, once I remember. I was on. I don't want to say I was on the press box. I was on the press box for a grand salami situation. And I believe it, I don't know if it was a, it was probably was William Carlson, but I needed an empty net goal to get the over on the salami. I remember. And, and it, yeah, it might have been it might have been the William wait, Carlson wait, wait. empty netter. Wait, it was, but remember, wait, set this up the right way. Yeah, I know. You you, you get the better. The over, and I said it'll probably go over. It was it was actually, I think it was a March or so empty netter. Might have I been. believe so. Either Marshall or Carlson. Okay. But I said it's going to go over on an empty net goal, and it did by a half a puck. And that was awesome. That's what makes sports betting so much fun, guys. Um, (laughs) There's other props, too, right? Yeah, there's other props. Here's the funny thing, guys. Really funny story, really quick, and then we'll get to some props. But Tony hits me with in our show planning mode with our napkins and stuff. He hits me up and says, Hey, Frozen Frenzy second segment. <laughs> I respond. I, I gloss it really quickly. I was doing something else. I'm like, I got nothing for the Frozen fe- Frenzy. And Tony's like, just get the Grand Salami number and we'll be good to go. Okay, fine, whatever. I, I didn't put two and two together. I was thinking like Frozen Fury, yeah. Frozen 4, like the college thing. Like it's a stupid name. It's a, I it's got dumb. so confused. And then this morning it hit me. I'm like, oh, Frozen Frenzy is the NHL term for all the games today. So, yeah. All right, so the other bets that I found that I thought were kind of fun today, I got a couple of bets that I like I'll throw out there, and we'll see if we can make a little money as a team today. So you have the salami. We talked about that. The total number of power play goals. I find this one interesting. 22.5 power play goals. So you need a goal in every game, basically, and then the Edmonton Oilers to get six power play goals, and you'll get there. Yeah. You like how I do that? Um, And then the other one. I like this one, home goals versus away goals. The home side is a minus two and a half point favorite, two and a half goal favorite. 
Um, that side, though, is minus 110, but the away goals are minus 120. So they're giving you – you got to pay more juice to get more goals. So it's going to be a fun day. Like, that would be really fun if you make all three or four of those bets and you're willing to invest a little time to at least scoreboard watch and enjoy the games. But I found three games quickly that I kind of like from a betting perspective. I love fading the public as long as the line is, like, in that plus 130, 140 range or less. If it's a big dog, I don't, I don't touch it. Washington Capitals, terrible, awful, not playing well, getting their butts kicked every game. Of Has Ovechkin even had a goal. shot on goal this He's season? He's got nine shots in four games. He averages 4.7 shots a game. And he this went year, he's averaging games. two. And two he went two games, shot. no shots on goal. Wow. Two games, no shots on goal. Yeah, that the, whoever that Caps coach is, he's gone. He's gone quicker than Woodcroft's going to be. Um, no, so no, Capitals Woodcroft, at home. Woodcroft's number one. Yeah, he's toast. Um, the Caps at home are a plus 146 dog, and only 28% of the public likes them. So there you go. We're on the Caps tonight. Buffalo Sabres, another team, terrible start. The problem was before Eichel, while Eichel was there, and after Eichel. So stop blaming Eichel, Buffalo fans. It's your general manager. They suck. Buffalo Sabres are plus 136 tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Senators are surging. Things are going well right now. Only 13% of the public likes the Sabres, yet they're only plus 136. So I like that game. And then the last game, I'm really dumpster diving today. I am really, really, really dumpster diving. So speaking of dumpster diving, I like the Oilers tonight too. Oilers are only getting 33% of the love from the public. On the road in Minnesota, everyone's counting them out because of no McDavid. Great spot to uh, get Edmonton at value as basically uh, a pick'em. So that, that's those are my three bets tonight: Edmonton, Buffalo, Washington. We get two out of three. We make a little money. We get bonus bets from Chris. And on his way to Bournemouth, of course, Bill Foley stopped in Edmonton to fire Jay Woodcroft. I think. Uh, I think why is VGK? Awesome. Why is VGK the final game of the night? There's other West Coast games. Well, I don't mind VGK. I mean, listen, they're a Stanley Cup champ. Let's give them some give them some props as far as being a draw right now. But, like, I don't understand the draw to the East because this is a national TV game. I don't understand the draw to the East Coast in this game to watch the Flyers at 11 o'clock unless they think that's going to keep people around, I guess. I don't know. So that's kind of where I'll start my perspective. But I, I thought it would have made a lot more sense if they would have played a Pacific or at least a Central Division team. But I don't know. Maybe the NHL just thinks by having an East Coast and a West Coast team, it's going to draw. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mind it being the last game. I just don't understand the opponent in this situation. Like like Vegas Edmonton, what a spot for Vegas Edmonton tonight. What a spot. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Coming up next, we have our locks of the night and predictions. It comes your way next. Right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action than now. The app is so, so easy to use, plus they pay you right after the game, and there's a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, over-unders, we call them totals here, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official betting partner of the National Football League. Welcome back, Locked On Golden Knights. We appreciate everyone tuning in. 
Thanks for making us your first listen. Find us wherever you get your podcast and uh, find us wherever we have that FanDuel sportsbook add on uh, for an eternity. That's pretty cool. It wasn't an eternity, Tony. I just put on I just put on like six seconds ago. So I'm giving him extra time right now. Brought to you by FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel Sportsbook. Is that good? Okay, thanks. Sorry, FanDuel. That graphic. Oh, all good. Uh, So, Chris, we've got the game tonight. 11 o'clock East Coast time start for Philadelphia. Uh, Flyers, I think, take the early lead. VGK closes it out in a four to three final. Do we have a total on shorthanded goals? Is there a total for shorthanded goals tonight? Because it might go over just in the Flyer game alone. Did you call? Again, did you call Flyers or Golden Knights, Tony? I'm going to take uh, VGK closing it out four three final. Two shorthanded Flyers goals, and I'm going to go with Barbashev and with Carrier. We agree on one thing at least. All right, so we agree on two shorthanded goals. We agree on Carrier. We agree on Carrier. I think it's a game where the Golden Knights get at least one or two just greasy drive to the net type goals. Maybe a tip in, a fury, a frozen frenzy fury in front of the net, something (laughs) weird like that. You know, so it's going to be a weird game tonight. I don't think it's going to be a track meet by any means, but who knows? Four three. That that's obviously a pretty high scoring game. For me, um, I like Carrier and Amadio. I'm going to stick with the greasy goals. Just you know. Everything I just said a second ago. I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'm taking the Flyers tonight. The streak ends, Golden Knight fans. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I hate to do this. Even Chris is mad at me right now. I can see him shrugging his shoulders. What does Chris's Three, shirt say? What's that shirt say? By just the an way? Under Armour shirt. That's all. Just an Under right. Armour shirt. So let's go. Carry him out of you. I'm going 3 2 Flyers, folks. If I'm wrong, great. So Allie's still sleeping. We'll get her picks uh, later, but she's probably the one you really want to listen to because she's perfect. I think the rest of us are teetering. I think I think me and you are three and two, and Chris is two and three because he took the Blackhawks over the weekend. And Allie's that's five good, and zero right a, now. Yeah, that's a good dude right there. He should go wake up his sister because I like her when she's grumpy. She's great. So they're they've they've been playing grumpy lately, haven't you? I roll. Oh, All right, Chris. I roll. Wow. What do you got tonight? Yeah, no, he's yeah he's getting <laughs> too old for his own good. All right, Chris. What do you got tonight, buddy? Three nothing, three nothing, VGK. Wow, three Ooh. nothing, VGK. Give me two wow. players, Chris. Who do you like? Kyrie and Hill. Kyrie and Hill's going to get a goalie goal tonight? Goalie goal. I like that. How right, many Chris called the goalie goal. I'm writing it up. I'm he's writing so, it up. He's so confident about it. <laughs> Kyrie and Hill, three nothing, VGK, and we got a goalie goal. Mic drop. He's gone. Don't sign the door. That was awesome. So, there we go. Uh, Allie, I'm sure, is, is on VGK. I'm, I'm not sure, I guess. I shouldn't. She's I got her own in, but... fan base. She's her fan base is growing. You see hey. all those shout outs? She's perfect. Yeah, she's, she's perfect. Great. She's I perfect. I like Both her my kids she's are perfect. Like... Sorry, I have to say that, but she's perfect. <laughs> I like it when she just kind of dismisses everyone and just whatever. Welcome then... to my life as being her father. <laughs> Carter Hart against VGK, 2 1 and 1 career wise. 2.73 goals against average. He, he did have game. that he had a 47, game 47 save game against the Golden Knights. Was that last year or was that or was that under the Pete DeBoer uh, era? Think, no, that sounds no, like a DeBoer in, game. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in 21, perhaps. I think so. Uh, it sounds like the type of game where like the busiest person besides Carter Hart is whoever does the laundry for the Philadelphia Flyers to wash the uniforms. Because all the Golden Knights did for such a long period of time was shoot at the goalie's crest. So they had to clean the logo <laughs> off every game. 
<laughs> that's your guy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything, but okay. Uh, that's the improvements that uh, Bruce Cassidy has brought to this team. Cause your guy, Vegas Bjorn would always just try to aim for the crest. Expect a very physical game tonight. Very physical, heavy forechecking, physical game. And Pete Muddy DeBoer. Neutral zone. Muddy neutral zone. Yeah. And Pete DeBoer the other night said, he might have said it best. He said that this Flyers team applies pressure all over the ice. Enough said. But they I mean, might listen. peter out. They might get tired in the third period. Is Marchessault going to get interviewed again between periods and say, oh, yeah, we're better than this team. We'll beat them. I mean, listen, of all the things about the Golden Knights Blackhawks game, that was the one that made the most sense. I mean, no no disrespect to the Blackhawks, but they're not as good as the Golden Knights. They're not projected to be anywhere near the playoffs. And Marchessault is confident. I mean, although Marchessault was tripping Cassidy at the practice yesterday, that was pretty Yeah, so, so tell us what happened there. So they're getting along again. They're Play getting along again, it seems like. They're playing but, um, in the sandbox together? Yeah, they're playing in the sandbox. So they do something where basically, I think it was like they're doing two-on-one drills where they do rushes on both sides of the ice. And whatever happened, Marcheseau would have just had an open breakaway. And freaking Cassidy poke checks him. And oh. all you hear all you hear from Marcheseau, just yelling at him and stuff. And Oh, yeah. I mean, Marcheseau never shuts up. He does he not shut so up. so much, right? And he I mean that in a positive way. Like, he's just so much fun to watch in practice. And he was checking uh, again. He was checking Carlson into the boards. He wouldn't he's checked, any he checked everybody. He checked Carlson. Him and Nick Wah had a face to face. Him and Howden almost dropped the gloves. I mean, it was uh, a very typical March or so practice where by the end of the practice, everyone on his own team wants a piece of him. Okay. With the front office trio looking on, was there any concern or why were they like they look so attentive there? No, I mean, listen, Foley owns the team. He's hanging out, wants to, you know, he's the boss. He wants to hear what his boys think about things, you know, McCrimmon and McPhee. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about right now. I mean, the team's 6-0. I know I know, McCrimmon's mind is always working, always looking for ways to improve the team. But I think the focus right now is if A happens, what is our what's our contingency plan? If one of our top three centers go down, who takes that role? If Mark Stone goes down, folks, we have to acknowledge this. If Mark Stone goes down, what's the plan? Like, I'm guessing these are more the conversations happening or with the goaltending if something happens with Hill or Thompson. I mean, you know, these are the types of things now where if you get complacent, just assume it's going to be a good season, it all comes crashing down pretty fast. But that's where we should have a lot of faith in uh, what the three people in the VIP booth uh, do for this team, organization, and city. One final question. Mark Stone, we know he's had those repeated back injuries and surgeries. Um, how is he playing, uh, do you feel? And what is he like in practice? Is he pretty loose or could you see anything? Because last year we were able to tell that his body was starting to break down, right? Correct? Yeah, I mean, Stone looks good right now. Um, early concerns, I pointed this out. I felt there's been multiple circumstances where He's been beat to pucks, uh, whether it's preseason or regular season. He's been beat to pucks, uh, lost board battles and things like that. Now, uh, coming off all these surgeries and stuff, it's October the 24th. So we know, you know, like Phil Kessel last year, Phil Kessel turned it on as the season progressed. We know Mark Stone is maybe taking a page out of that book where he wants to preserve a little bit. And it's not just about him. We know Martinez can do that. We know this team when they turn it on is a force to be reckoned with. You want to argue about that? Look at the look at the playoffs last year. 
in October 24th. Are the games as exciting? Of course they're not. But maybe they're starting to get there. They're 6-0. and I guess the only concern right now, as dumb as this might sound, is if they do go on this crazy winning streak and really start applying themselves, will that cause fatigue issues later in the season? I don't know. I mean, Cassie said it great in, um, I think it was in the post game after, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was Saturday's Blackhawks game or Thursday's Winnipeg game talking about the streak. And it's like, it's cool now, but no one's going to think about this in January. It means nothing. So, good point. you know, Cassie's keeping the team grounded right now, which is good. Yes. If they go on this crazy winning streak, hopefully it doesn't slow them down later. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will have a recap of the Flyers game tonight. If Chris is awake yet, because it's going to be a late, late night there. Um, we're, we're taking a nap today. I'm, we're, we're, we're taking a long nap in the bed today. Pretty smart to do. Sold. I'm so grumpy. <laughs> we thank the everydayers, the folks that put up with us each and every day. And also on Fridays, don't forget it's WTF Day. What the Friday? For my man, Chris Garlic, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care.